ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Kara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Bennett. And we are the hosts of the Puberty Podcast. It's a show that weaves together scientific research, parenting strategies, and hilarious stories to help adults who are raising kids through adolescence. First, we lay the groundwork for how puberty has changed. And then we get into the tricky territory of how to talk about it with kids. Listen to us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hey, Osiris listeners. We want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. What's up? It's Mike. Enjoying the podcast? Want more? Head on over to patreon.com slash comes a time pod for a bonus episode each week. What's up, folks? I'm O'Teal. I'm Mike. And welcome back to another episode of Comes a Time. And today we were joined by the amazing Karina, the frequency, Reichman. (laughs) I love that nickname. I'm giving it to her. She's tuned in, man. She's like a unicorn. It's great. <laughs> she really is. I mean, her personality is just like indomitable spirit. Yeah. You know, just yeah. a, a, indomitable positivity. She's a very clear person to be that young. Well, she's not. I think I think that she's you know. not that like she's the she's sometimes when you hear old soul you kind of think like you're boring or whatever like she's not she's she's the most like she's timeless somehow like she's wise beyond like her years times 10 she said something that i think like res like it rang like a bell when she said it just like you know just foundationally calm that's so amazing and uh and she's she's, like foundationally exuberant (laughs) But there's really? like that, it came out of that foundational calmness, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, she's, yeah. You're going to enjoy this one, folks. I could tell you. You're, you'll be smiling. Your face is probably going to hurt a little bit. <laughs> and, and, and she's got a big gig coming up on the 20, uh, and what was it, the 24th, I believe? Um, it, she says it on, on the episode. Uh, she's going to be headlining Brooklyn Bowl in Brooklyn. So if you're in the New York area, go check it out and support her and her band uh wherever they may be. And thanks Karina for joining us and brightening up the day. And uh we'll catch you guys next time. Enjoy it. 
Karina's one of those people in my life that it was like right away. I don't care if I even like uh, if we met on a st- on a subway that was stuck or a waiting room or whatever. I kind of feel like right away you and I would have had like a. I could I could definitely chill with this person. Like we we had an instant connection from the first time we met, and then I've just I'm literally so happy for you. Every time I see a slow mo video of you just rocking out with that blonde hair flying and the crowd going nuts and you got that big smile on your face and it's like she's truly in the moment and having a blast and enjoying the whole thing and I'm so happy for you all the time when I see it. Ah, you're too kind. Thank you. Thank you. And I agree that from the first moment we met, it was off to the races on every level. So thank you. Thank you so much. Oh man. I think we're in like a small club like the smiley bass players. Like, why do people not smile? Like, are you not having fun or is it not cool? Or Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, players. even yeah. if it's the least cool thing ever, like, I couldn't help it. And like, what? And I know you can't help it either. Like, and I what? can't like, I can't fake it either. Like, if it's not there, people are like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, uh, my back hurts or my sound my amp sucks tonight or, you know, it's like. Obvious. I almost wonder what would look so weirder, true. like a non-smiler forcing a smile or a smiler forcing a non-smile. Like a smiler forcing a you guys trying to hold in a smile would just look so silly. It would look like, hilarious. Like yeah. a picture in picture and eating a lemon or something, you know? Totally. We also both move around a lot when we play, you know, which is not a traditional bass player vibe, you know. <laughs> A lot of them are very stoic and they don't move, but I literally, I've tried to just not move anything. Not yeah, easy. Once, not once easy. the drummer starts that sweet, like a drummer with the right foot, all that's going out the window. I can't help. It's like, oop. You know, <laughs> Sorry. You, know you know, it was fun. I, I, I think just <laughs> last week, maybe last week or two weeks ago, I saw the Wood Brothers and um, Chris dances with the upright bass. Like he holds it and swings from it and moves it around. And it's just so fun to watch. It just really is. I mean, and even like with an upright, I mean, but old like jazz musicians and the, and like, I mean, they, they would move around the upright quite a bit. I think a lot of different bass player, you know, in different styles of music. I remember guys like, you know, they lean it out and spin it. Spin it. Yeah. 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 You know, like rockabilly (laughs) bass players, right? Like the old rockabilly guys. And, and then the Definitely. British invasion, the British invade, John Entwistle would just like, it's like he wasn't even there. He's so see, like, that's just the, uh, the ox. He was just standing like. That's the British, the British stiff upper lip stoic bass player. Maybe that's where it came from. Yeah, it's like, I wonder know? if the car will be here on <laughs> time yeah. after the show. Like, yeah, no, uh, their, their head is Mine somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Oh, but it's great. But he's so great. Like, you can't fuck with that. It's all, you know, we all got our different ways and it's. It's all I was good. at a I was at a dinner at a with him at a Nam show, and you know I wasn't a huge fan of the band when I was younger. But it's like it's John Entwistle, like you know, come the on, man. like yeah. And dude, he got hammered. It was great, and he was like <laughs> so much fun. It wasn't like he is on bass. You know what I mean? It was very. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is cool. You know. You almost sure. wonder if you almost wonder if that was kind of like I always thought maybe it was like a point counterpoint because Moon 
was all over the place. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Moon had six arms, you know what I mean? And it was just like, for, so the rhythm section for it, it was like the yin and yang were like, Moon's going nuts, and Entwizzle's just kind of, you know, the <laughs> like yeah. the lighthouse, and and, well, and and Moon's the storm, you know. And Townsend obviously is doing all kinds of crazy shit, so we have to like, you know, it's good yeah. that one guy was like a little more stoic. Thank God for it. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> it'd just be like, oh, you said this. Yeah, everyone gets seasickness otherwise watching the hill. <laughs> totally. You gotta totally. have some balance. So, who were your some some of your base heroes growing up? Or when did you start playing bass, actually? You know, I I picked up guitar first. I'm one of those, you know, uh, around 12, 13. I had a neighbor that like had like a $12 flea market acoustic guitar that I borrowed. (laughs) And uh, I got completely transfixed and obsessed with that. And then at my school, like sort of like in the common area, there was one teacher who had like a few acoustics and I had a pal who just showed me a, like a few riffs and whatever. Again, got very, very, very obsessed with it very quickly. For my 13th birthday, got an electric guitar. And then, you know, the famous story is my mom didn't want to buy me a, a gig bag. She was like, Where, where's this going to go? What do you mean? You're going to leave the house with this? <laughs> and then two weeks later, I'm in a punk band that's rehearsing like three times a week. I'm gigging all around New York. Like that thing <laughs> left the house quickly. You know, that was a band that I named. 
called False Arrest. <laughs> that's my little. Oh, it's such a great name. So great. Oh, yeah. God, Which that's I got a perfect from an episode of Cops. <laughs> I saw an episode of Cops, and there's a guy in the back going, False Arrest, False Arrest, Victim Assaulted, Victim Assaulted. And I was like, that's a screen name for the band. Um, but I digress. And then uh, sort of shortly thereafter, like high school, I basically was, you know, in a bunch of bands where it was like, you know, I played guitar in two bands and bass in two bands and mm. did a little of that and a little of that, you know, and just uh, I sort of didn't solidify bass until the Marco gig when I was 22. And then it was just wow, like, oh, shit. Like really? solidify, like yeah, I was playing guitar in <laughs> equal amount of bands that I was playing bass in. You know, wow. like it was, it was one of those. And then when Drywitz, you know, came and you know basically handed off the gig to me, I was like, oh shit! Like I think I'm a bass player now. You know what I mean? And I was just like, you gotta <laughs> buckle down, get rid of the, the six universe no decided. More six yeah, totally. Um, and then I, yeah, I haven't looked back since then. I definitely would not hire myself, uh, as a guitar player for anything <laughs> at this point. Um, so yeah, that was sort of, that was sort of the, the math with all of that. And so uh, a lot of your heroes were, were not necessarily bass players. It was probably more guitar players, songwriters, singers, or bands. Both, all of it, all of yeah. it. I mean, you know, bass wise, like back then, I was really into Bootsy. I was really into Geezer Butler. I was really into, um, I was in a harder, well, I had both sides of the coin, right? I love Cliff Burton from Metallica. That was like yeah. my guy in a lot of ways because mm. he played with crazy, crazy distortion, got in, and like I thought yeah. it was so cool. I loved Les Claypool. Oh, man. And I loved you. And for the record, this, oh. you know, oh my God, like in high school, I don't know if you know this. I'm going to tell you right now. This is I the, don't. This is, <laughs> Here's yeah. our clip okay. of the week. I'm going to feel right, old right now. Get ready to feel old. <laughs> Get ready to feel old. Yeah, no. This is this is between 2009 and, you know, when the Allman Brothers ended, right? But I yeah. made it a point. Like, I got very, very, very deeply obsessed. And I lived and went to school on the Upper West Side, you know? Oh. So I would walk, you know, the five blocks to the Beacon after school yeah. and, like, I would buy one orchestra ticket at the very beginning, right? And then I would find whatever, the cheapest scalped whatever ticket, yeah. and I would make sure I stubbed myself into the orchestra every single night, and I went to all 10 nights of the Allman Brothers every year. It was yeah. a big, I did anything I could to be there, which includes, here's a clip of the week for you, very yeah. bad, very bad Karina, not good. <laughs> Oh my I, god. Bad girl. My my parent very bad. Okay. So my parents had a like a like a chest of foreign currency. Like when they would come back from trips or we would, you know, whatever. Yeah. And like my dad would travel for work and whatnot. And I would just it started with a little. I would peel off like a little, like this is a Brazilian dollar, you know, like whatever. Oh, this will buy my almond brother's ticket tonight. And I would go down to 42nd Street to the currency exchange place get real money, give it to the scalper, get in the door, you know? And, wow. and they didn't know for the longest time. Cause I was being really coy about it. But then like years <laughs> later, my parents are like, Karina, like we're going to Europe. Like, where are the euros? Like what, what, <laughs> you know? And I was like, Oh no, I got dude. all your euros. Here's the stub. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, I had to be in the room to me. It was, oh. it was Warren, Derek and you. I had to, oh. it was like the, the biggest clinic of my life and I oh, am wow. forever grateful. And I had to see every night that the interplay. 
That's interplay was everything amazing. to me. And so I lied, <laughs> cheated, and stealed to be there. Let me tell you. <laughs> now that great. is a fan. That is a fan. I'm going to write your a parents a note saying. <laughs> that would be huge, actually. That would go over really well. That would go over. I'm totally <laughs> serious. Like, I'm sorry about all those euros that disappeared, but these are my beautiful kids, and you can <laughs> feel good knowing that. The really money went helped. to a good place. Yeah, it's it helping went to them. a good scalper. It went to a great scalper. <laughs> it was so rough. Oh my god! But it was. I regret nothing. They forgave me. I, you know, after a while, it was. Uh, you know, I was just like, when are you going back to Brazil? What is this? You know, yeah. like what? Are you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never, never. Anyway, so it was when did not they finally? Was it Marco's? Get, when did they accept? Like, okay, she's doing this because it's harder for some parents than others. Well, I'll tell you, they, they, from the get go were like, she, damn, she's really into this. You know what I mean? Like there was no stopping me. There was no, it, it was all consuming. Like when I wasn't playing, I was attending when I was, you know, in a, in a very, and not in a, like, I didn't, I never drank. I never did drugs. I never like zero, zero. This was incredibly focused. Like, you know, that was your drug. That was and is yeah. my drug, you know, and, and it continues yeah. to be. And just like they know that. And that we were I was I wasn't honest about the foreign currency, but I was very honest about all of that. And uh, at least it wasn't it for that. blow. Yeah. You <laughs> right. know, I just wanted to see the Holland brothers, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got a stormy uh, Monday with some Brazilian. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, no, they from from the get go, they they definitely were, you know, uh, cognizant of the fact that I was I was just so about this whether or not that meant i became a musician or worked in the music business or whatever like which is like because i didn't know you know i thought i would end up working in the music business because there wasn't until the marco gig i was in five bands going nowhere you know what i mean it was just sort of like there wasn't a clear path forward for me necessarily and then the marco thing changed everything and i'm forever grateful and that's what i wanted but you didn't you know i'm very realistic you know it's gonna come you can't it comes from you cannot see how it's going to come. And, and totally. I think, Karina, I think you and I have talked, and I'd love to hear more about like how great Dave was as like a, you, you were, he, he was like, I trust her to do this gig. Right. Which I mean, what an amazing gift to give you. Right. The greatest that like, you know, he really changed my entire life as did Marco, you know, and just his trust and faith for no reason. Like, I mean, well, they would probably say, say different, but like, to me, like, it's just like, that's just crazy, you know? And of course I was like, Oh my God, like it's my last semester of NYU. I'm writing my thesis. I am working. Like I have a full salary job for this concert promoter called rocks off that like, you know, so I'm working a full-time job finishing up at NYU. And then I joined Marco's band that same semester, you know, and it was just a crazy time to be alive as 22 year old Karina, you know, and, and I, I, I lived and breathed Marco's music for the few months that I had, you know, I was like, this is around the clock internal situation. I like learned, you know, 40 tunes in like two or three months or whatever it was. Um, yeah. And then shit was forever changed fellas. Shit was forever changed. It was the greatest. Dave gave me the greatest gift that anybody could give somebody, you know, he's the sweetest guy. I I haven't had as much time as I'd like to hang with him. Cause usually when I'm there, it's cause he's not, but we have played (laughs) on the same bill with J rad sometimes when he's there and the times that I get to hang out with him, man, he's just so real. So down to earth. 
so sweet. And you just, <clears throat> it's hard to catch that in the music business. So you true. Know, no, he's even the greatest. Me for a lot of my time, you know, I was just drunk, chasing women, chasing weed, like you stealing know. Brazilian currency. Well, I was, but not for anything good, like just a just a concert. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know D- Dave is another one of the smiling bassists. Now that I think about it, he definitely he has. Too. He's, yeah, he's got his he thing. He feels it. He feels. He does. It. He totally has his thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's got that oh, kind of. I love yep. him. Yeah. He's the greatest. Oh my god. Yeah. No. There, I mean, the- of all the mentors I could have had, he uh, he is an incredible, incredible human and player, obviously. There is there is kind of that interesting element with some musicians where you know we think about like the difference between being in the crowd and being on stage, and there are those folks that when you're in the crowd and you're watching them play, you're like they're just as happy to be here as I am. And it's and and that's something that like really makes the moment even sweeter. You know what I mean? Where it's like we kind of are like pulling for the band always, but we know that you're pulling for us too. So it's kind of this neat like, hey, how cool that we're doing this, guys, together. Like that part always is so important, and I see that in both of you and Dave in particular. Like I'm thinking about Ween shows that I've seen him <clears throat> at, and 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 J Rad stuff, and well, I mean he's just. He's got that kind of like, I get to do this. Like, how cool. Totally. It's a humility thing, you know? And it's, totally. it, it makes the moment that much cooler for us. 100%. I couldn't agree more. I like to see it and I like to be it, you know? Because I feel mm. that way every time I get to be on stage. Like, it's such a miracle to me. <laughs> yeah. do, you have, do, do you have the ability to enjoy it in the moment while you're up there? Like, I know you are obviously in a state of, like, you're just up there you're having a blast, but like, is it always like on always for you? It, the only times when it's not is when I don't know the music very well and I'm struggling through it for like a rant. You know, if I, if I like had to learn a shit ton of tunes for in a short amount of time for something that is out of my element, meaning not my band or not Marco's band or whatever and i'm like oh shit i have to like think about what change is coming up and like i'm like oh like that takes me out of it a little bit but even then i can i'm still euphoric to be there you know or whatever but when i know everything and the shit plays itself and it's no longer me i'm just the channel that Mm. you know which is how i feel in my band and it's how i feel in marco's band because those are my my two homes you know i'm just like that i'm 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 a slave you know surrendering to everything. And I totally, I enjoy every second of it. I eat it up like a fucking something or other. I love it. <laughs> Not you anymore. Oh, you're the channel. Perfect. What is the yeah. uh, the setup of your band, like the instrumentation? It's another three piece. We do, It's all just, cool. I'm just in a shit ton of power trios. Um, it's, nice. it's me on bass and vocals. And then my dear friend uh, and guitar player, Adam November on guitar. And, uh, and, yeah, I know. He's not a porn star. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, and, and he wouldn't even friend, have to change his name. He, he's already, he's, he's primed and ready, you know? Uh, <laughs> and Chris Corsico on the drums. And uh, that's been, that's been the, the, the band for, for a, a, a little while at this point, which is kind of crazy. And, uh, and yeah, but like Adam, he's up there. He's not, 
just a guitar player. He like programs all kinds of crazy shit and has like four loopers and he loops down there and he's like an upstairs pedal board and he's looping there and then looping that and then making it reversed and pads and he's doing all kinds of crazy shit over there. I don't know what he's doing, but it's great. <laughs> and I like it. Um, yeah, that's it. the, that's the shit right there. That's, it's so and cool. that's what, that's what you're going out on the road with here. Soon. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Yes, indeed. Yep. We got you, uh, a lot coming up. Shit. Where you, you guys headed? Coming up. Oh, Every God. festival. Everywhere. Yeah. Kind of. You know, I, we're, we're headlining the Brooklyn Bowl uh, on, nice. when is that? Thursday, uh, February 24th. And then. Congrats. Thank you. And then, yeah, I play two shows with Marco and then I come back. And then the very next day, we go out for like a month, which will be opening for pigeons playing ping pong all across. Like we start in Texas and then it's like Arizona and then from San Diego all the way up to Seattle and everywhere along yeah. the way. And then coming yeah. back across the country, we'll do like four headlining shows, which I believe are in out of order, uh, Indianapolis, Chicago, Cleveland, and Detroit, not in that order, but yeah. And then mm. come back. And that'll take me, it, basically, I'm gone March 1st to March 28th or 9th. So, That's gone good. for the month of March, fellas. Gone for the month of yeah. March. It's crazy. <laughs> Must feel nice huh? after all the pandemic. <laughs> it does. I mean, I love, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm a road dog. I love this shit. It's great. But you, did you, the pan you did the pandemic in an interesting way too, though, Karina, right? Didn't you rent a house up in the woods? With your I band. didn't rent it. I didn't rent it. No, sir. So what? Well, it lived in my, it. Sorry. I did live there. Uh, my, bought it and then I, burned it down with your parents' bought money. Bought it, burned it. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Thanks, mom. Uh, just a couple more Brazilian dollars. Just a couple more. All right, mate. Uh, no, so that's not what happened. But my best friend and my roommate and my platonic life partner and my archivist, Isaac, his parents have a house upstate and they very, very kindly let me, my boyfriend, Isaac, his girlfriend, Isaac's brother, Nathan, we all lived in their house for four and a half months, uh, which was absolutely uh, crazy. And they all, everybody plays music, you know, uh, which was incredible. So we all just sort of like, and we never thought we'd stay for that long because nobody knew what the fuck was going to happen. Right. right. Uh, but we got up there and, and, you know, the world crumbled and we were like, oh shit, I guess we're, at least we're together, but we're here for a yeah. minute, you know? And that was, uh, it was, the, you know, the best thing I could have imagined for those times, just cause you're trapped in a house with your best friends Holy and lovers shit. and, uh, and Not bad. Running. it's all right, you know? And we yeah. were, yeah, it's in the Hudson Valley, just sort of making it, making it rain and, uh, trying not to go insane. And, we had a great time. And then, yeah, after four and a half months, we were like, all right, we can go back to the city now. You know, I think uh, you had your little COVID okay. COVID big pink. Exactly. And, you know, I'm, I've never that's the longest I've ever spent out of Manhattan. You know, I'm really? not. Oh, yeah. I'm born and wow. raised here and have never left and I'm not leaving. And I'm such a we've talked about this on your on the Amigos pod. Uh, <laughs> New York right? is. Yeah. <laughs> New York is runs through my veins. I'm like that guy. You know what I mean? I'm not, I can't like, like the whole, like, yeah, trees, like cool. But like, no, you <laughs> trees, know, like trees, cool. Like, <laughs> trees are great for like a minute. You know, it's like, oh, it's a nice dose of trees. But then I'm like, oh 
God, like what? You what a know? great There's, commercial for New York. Dude, to me, it's about pavement. Rats. Rats, people, like all, well, all bullshit aside, it's about all, it's about seeing humanity right in front of you. For me, yeah. I don't like, I'm not the, you know, this is my house and this is your house and this is my car and this is your car. No. In New York, all that shit's out the fucking window. But you know why? Because you don't see any of that. Because no. even if you're the richest person or the poorest person and we're on the subway together, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, you yeah. don't know. You're not like, oh, here I go into my driveway. Oh, my <laughs> driveway is nicer than your driveway. It's like, fuck you. We no. don't know. Even if, I don't know. It's just like, I think it's a great equalizer, even though it's not. You know yeah, what I mean? No, but it's, like, it's, yeah. Everything is a pigeon's. Everything is a pigeon's toilet in Manhattan. So it doesn't matter if it's your car so or a, yeah, if it's your bike or your scooter. It doesn't matter. It is interesting <laughs> that it, it's it's so true that you say that. Like I, I remember when I was living in Queens, one day there was a refrigerator on the sidewalk, and yeah. the next day the doors were taken <laughs> off of the refrigerator, and then the yeah. next day people started putting books in the refrigerator, <laughs> and then that little by little became this like community bookshelf where it was like, take a book, leave a book. And, I, yeah. and the, the fucking refrigerator was there for like a year. I moved like COVID hit. And, I moved, and I'm like <laughs> fucking crazy that it's just like a, an old refrigerator turns into a bookshelf. New York is the most unique, like you're right. It's humanity right in front of your face all the time. Oteal and I almost got run over in the West village. Like right oh, before yeah. the, I mean, yeah, we had to literally evade a three wheeled, pickup truck that almost killed oh, us no With well that's bad flying it was it was down oh, like this shit. the front wheel was off and <laughs> it's like out of a movie that's like, insane. Insane. but that's new york but then that's just that's new york and remember remember hotel we were walking away from that and another guy's going they're stabbing my friend in the park do you remember like right away there was another guy and the cops were like yeah take a number <laughs> it's like we got like, yeah, yeah, we, we got a runaway truck over here first things like, first. we got problems we got problems here we got, i'm always know. fascinated though by like if i'm walking around manhattan and i see like little kids with their book bag or their lunchbox or whatever i'm like what's their life like what's growing up as a child in the in the friggin' big city. You know what I mean? Especially like, through the pandemic. I thought of that a lot. Well, that's oh, yeah, intense. True. That's a whole, yeah. You know? That I can't speak to, unfortunately, but I can speak to what, you know. Yeah, like, you're a, yeah. what was it like just being a child it, in Manhattan? I mean, it's the best thing ever, you know? it's I To me, it was the coolest, dopest, like there was nothing I would have ever, you know, people are all like, oh, you know, you got to move to the suburbs so that your kid has a backyard to play around in. I'm like, my backyard? was the park and I had every you know I you know every kid in my building we used to go and just like I had in my building a posse of like 12 boys and we would go and ride skateboards and scooters and anything with wheels on it and we would run amok like it was the best thing ever you know and it was again like you didn't have to be like hey does Julie want to come over? Does Dylan want to come over? No, we just met downstairs and it was there for you. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's wow. ingrained. It's ingrained and Halloween best shit ever. You know why? Cause you don't have to knock and get, you know, one person's candy. You go into so your friend's apartment building, like my apartment building, <laughs> four, four units per floor, right? Boom, boom, boom. You're just like, ba 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 ba. And then some of my pals, are you kidding me? And these like condos that were, you know, 
16 units per floor, bada bing, bada bing, <laughs> you're killing it. And then some of these people just leave a fucking trough out for you. And you're like, that's oh, what great. I would do. <laughs> this is going right in my bag, right in my bag. So being a kid in the city is the best shit ever. You just have your posses and you have, you know, I don't know. Growing up in an apartment building is like the coolest thing that I would want. You know, if I ever procreate, I would hope that, mm. you know, I could do it like that. It's not easy. It's not, you know, I'm not <laughs> saying it's like, let like open up the door and let your kid run around easy. It's not like, but yeah, like, yeah. I like, don't know. That's everywhere. I mean, we got mm. lots of trees down here and you still yeah. have to like, you got to be checking what's going on. Well, well and it's oh, kind of interesting. Like when you move to the city too, when you move to the city, you almost kind of have to learn how to be a kid again and not overthink everything so much. Like when you, you know, like when you move to Manhattan, like I moved to Manhattan to do, to do stand up, and it was kind of like, I had to learn my city within the city. Like I didn't care. I knew New York. I've been going to New York since I was a kid. I grew up an hour away, but it's like, I had to learn my city inside of the city. So it's like I could get from this club to this club by taking this train and going over this oh, yeah. way and I could stop and eat that pizza I like and I like can go to, you know, all that stuff. And, it, and, and it, like you said, like you get your posse and New York is a is a, a posse of posses that are just kind of sure running candy, their, you know? yeah, running their yeah. ways and kind of, you know, it's interesting. It really is. Totally. It's Man, it's, it's unlike wild. anything, you know, it's sort of, it, I find it very, I mean, what the fuck do I know? I've only lived here, but I think it's very singular, you know, and, and having toured the country extensively at yes. this point, you know, I've certainly seen other towns, other cities, other whatever. And like, to me, every time I come home, I'm kissing the ground, you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, basking in it. I just want to run down sixth Avenue, listening to crazy psychedelic music. Just like, this is it. Now that's this is a love humanity. for New York. If you're kissing oh, the streets, that is it. a love for oh. New York. Oh, and I yearn for the weirdest shit. I'm like, Oh, the container store. It's so beautiful. Oh, <laughs> the container this store. specific halal. I love it. It's so great. <laughs> oh, the sushi, you know, I'm just, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's not for everyone, but it's definitely for me. So it does spoil you in that way for sure. Yeah. I do have totally. a couple of cities though that are uh like New Orleans. Mm. Oh yeah. I get a special thing yeah. going That's down sure. there. It's nice to go through all the different cities and see the differences, you know. But yeah. New yeah, Orleans really. always is the one that I just keep going. I don't oh. know what it is. The the people's accents, the food, the music, the Everything, the everything. Well, that's the only American city that's defined by its culture. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the one that the culture is. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's that's not really that point. sort of. Yeah. And, and so I think that speaks volumes, you know, because New York isn't. New York's fucking corporate hellhole at this point. You know what I mean? It's like completely overrun by money and banks and all this yeah. bullshit, you know, yeah. which is a shame, you know, but it's what yeah. it is. And, it you is know, what? all that stuff. New Orleans is is so pure in that respect, and I fucking I could live you know for weeks just basking in it. Me and it's too. So I like cool. to go. I can't live there, but um, <laughs> but I I do want to spend like as much time as I can there. I just yeah so that, that oh. frequency. That's that's my frequency right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Because New York is my frequency. My my parents are from there, so I have it in my blood. Like I, when I get behind the wheel, 
that's when I know I drove my bus in New York one time and oh the guys my in my band, the old church bus, the peacemakers bus, and the guys <laughs> didn't want to drive it in Manhattan. I was like, come on, I'll do it. And I was like, I just have the gene. I was like, okay, Dude. there it is. It's but it's too crowded for me. After like a couple of weeks, I'm like, I need yeah. I need elbow room, you know. I just like totally. I, I freak out a little Six bit. Feet. You know? Yeah, totally. just like, well, will you not rush me at the grocery store? I just want to like chill for a second. But, sure, you know, totally get that. Oh my god! Well, at least New you learned how to drive. <laughs> I never learned how to drive. You don't know how to drive. That's another thing about New Yorkers that's insane. I'll never learn. How to drive. I'm out. I'm totally out. I like. I I took the test twice, failed both times. This is really? when I was 18. Oh yeah. My parents never had a car. I never grew up with a car to practice on. You know, you'd have to like call the place and then some dude pulls up and he's playing Margaritaville radio and you're all like, all right, cool, sounds good. And then like you learn a couple turns and like you think you're good and then you take the test and the lady's like, pull over, pull over. Karina, that left turn was crazy. And I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know it was crazy, but I don't know a left turn from my ass. Like, what the fuck? What is this? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I failed never. And now it's part of my whole thing. You know what I mean? Karina doesn't drive. There's no, it'll never. I, that's awesome. winning. Sammy Davis Jr. never drove. I'd love to hear about the different, like just icons that never right. drove. They were just John like, Zorn. Zorn, no license, dude. It's fucking crazy. I'm like, yeah, I want to be like Zorn. <laughs> so That's winning. I mean, you got an Uber app now. Like, who cares? Like, and in New York, between the subways and the cabs, like, you don't. You, know. you take the subway everywhere, or you walk. I walk like when I go yeah. somewhere, right? And I'm like, wow, I really haven't walked at all. And then like come back to the city, I'm like, I walked 17,000 steps today without even trying. Without you even know? thinking I didn't even about think it. About it. Yeah. Didn't think about it at all. I walk here, I walk there, I walk here, I walk there, a little subway here, a little subway there. Like next thing you know. And it's so funny because Manhattan's actually not that big. You know what I mean? Like that's the weird <laughs> part about New York City is yeah. it's tiny. It's like a little pinky finger. People but it's, wouldn't come hang it. out on the west si- on the upper west side, you know, because we were playing the beacon and we lived on the upper west side or upper east, and they were like, Oh, I don't go up there. Like the whole know, island's right? only 12 miles long. What do you get walk oh. here? What are you talking about? You're out of your mind. Come that on. Was, that, was Come the, on. Um, that was one of the things that threw me for a loop when I moved to Denver. It made me realize how tiny it is over here. Like how right. like literally, you know, like, because I would walk basically, when, you know, didn't want to drive drunk. So I would like walk to bars and it was like a long Denver high mile high altitude, not a lot of oxygen walk, you know? And I would then sure. I would think back about New York, and it's like shit. I didn't want to walk ten blocks. Like what a lazy <laughs> idiot, you know. But it's just then I'm, you know, now I'm like, yeah, I'll walk anywhere in the city. But you don't realize it because it's like you're kind of you're in Soho. Next thing you know, you're in Chelsea. Next thing you know, you're in Hell's Kitchen. Like whatever, you just kind of cruise right. around, and it's just like you're visiting different cities every time you turn the block, you know. It's true, and cultures, and like you know, so many restaurants you could never eat at every one of them if you spent every day for the rest of your life trying. You really couldn't. Which is yeah. like, to me, I love that. I feel like, but like some people would get overwhelmed by that concept. But to me, I'm like, there, I will never see all of this. And it as you say, big. it's this fucking big. It's this fucking big. Like you know, it's just yeah. so cool to me. Where it's just, I don't know. That that to me is magic. I'm like. That excites me. The fact that like you're not just like, oh well, yeah, there's the Japanese place and uh the bakery. 
Um, yeah. and the traditional American bistro and that's and the diner, it, you know, and the, yeah, yeah, Moonstruck's like, you know. over there. And yeah, yeah totally. totally. <laughs> Where it's just like, you have like your four options for it, which is very quaint and cool. Like if, you know, like it's, I think that's, that has its charm as well. But to me, it's so exciting that there's just like endless options of like mm. stuff to try stuff to get turned on to. I don't know. I think it's awesome, but that's just me, man. Oteal, Karina headlined the Beacon. Uh, what right before? No, was it? Tw- no, she didn't. No, not the Beacon. Not the Beacon. Um, um Brooklyn Bowl. I'm I'm talking in advance. See, I put it out in the universe. Soon you're going to be headlining the Beacon. Seriously, but let's no, go. Let's Brooklyn go. Bowl. And, and I I went to it, and it was like, uh, and I had my Oteal T-shirt on. But it was, um, man, it, it, everyone was there having a blast, and like so stoked for you, and you you crushed it. And now you're going back and doing it again. Like when you think about headline in that room is it like obviously it's got a special place in your heart but like can you like just share a little bit about like that like what that room means and stuff oh yeah no that like playing there is is like playing like really on home court to me because that's you know such a special place i've been going to since you know i used to get like special permission like chappy you know they'd set me up like long before i turned 21 and there would be a scary guy like they'd be like, you have to go to this guy and they would give you a stern talking to you. Like, if I see you drinking, if I see you talking to somebody drinking, if I see you talking <laughs> to somebody about buying you a drink, you are so gone. You are never coming back. And I'm like, I don't even drink. I don't drink. You know, <laughs> so it's like, I don't want anything to do with it. I just want to see the band, you know, and they would X me down like harder than any other club, you know, and I would just be like, I'm good, man. I'm really not trying to drink. Um, and, and it was super, super, you know, those formative times before I turned 21, you know, and like going when I was 17, 18, 19, like all that shit. I was so just happy to be there. An incredible vibe, obviously. And, you know, I don't know, Shaki can like really just created something that's so unique and special. And we forget because now it's you know, you get one in Vegas and you get one in Nashville, Nashville and you had one in, in London and all that stuff. And, but like the Brooklyn, Brooklyn bowl, that's, that's home, you know, and you eat the best food. You could bowl, you see music and just the way that the levels work. I don't know. I just find that that room is so conducive to an excellent time that, yes. to, you know, get the opportunity to play it, let alone headline it with my own name. Like, you know, outside right now, it's like my name is just there. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I would have never dreamed of that, you know? And any, like, I'm so grateful, you know? And, and yeah, we did that in 2019. And now I, like, I actually watched a video from that the other day and I was like, oh man, we did not know what we were doing. Like I was just <laughs> shooting from the hip, you know? And like, now I'm like, dude, I have like a full, thing going on now you know like i'm like oh i can't wait to like play like my shit you know i don't know i was looking at that being like damn karina what the hell are you even thinking about? <laughs> but people were there roll. it's all good baby it's like you know we were we were doing something um people seem to enjoy it but i was like wow all right um yeah i'm wildly excited to return and it's kind of crazy that's like the first show that kicks off my month of being away like we haven't played since like mid-december live you know we've been rehearsing our asses off let me let me tell you definitely been playing but uh it'll be cool to like get get out in front of of folks again there you know and kick it all off there with a headline show when i'm about to do like you know 20 opening slots you know which is which is awesome and like you know i'm super grateful 
do that. But yeah, totally. It'll, it'll all be great. So yeah, that's, that's my Brooklyn Bulls spiel. I love it. I love it endlessly. I think it's an incredible club and uh, very grateful to play there. At Bombas, we make socks, underwear, and t-shirts that feel good and do good. They feel good because they're designed with the softest materials and comfort innovations. They do good because for every item you purchase, we donate another item to someone who needs it. So far, we at Bombas have donated over 75 million items, and your purchases add to that impact. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash ACAST and use code ACAST at checkout. Hey there, Osiris listeners. I wanted to tell you about our friends over at SmartWolf. For more than 25 years, Smartwool has been making merino wool socks and apparel designed to keep you comfortable. Because they want to help you play, laugh, and explore in the outdoors with every thread they knit and every step you take. Because they believe that comfort sharpens focus and lets you perform beyond your limits. They're here to help you feel good. Now, it's up to you how far you will go. Take 15% off of your first order at smartwool.com. Smartwool. Go far, feel good. What's up, everyone? I'm Mike. And I'm O'Teal. And these are our Sunset Lake CBD gummies that are almost gone. Sunset Lake CBD is a farmer-owned business that ships CBD products directly from their farm to your door. For years, Sunset Lake was a Vermont dairy farm producing milk for Ben & Jerry's ice cream. In 2018, they diversified and started growing hemp for CBD. And with a product for everyone, they offer pre-rolls, hemp cigars, and hemp flowers, as well as tinctures, gummies, and CBD-crafted coffee to help with stress, aches, and pains. Sunset Lake CBD saves you money by shipping high-quality CBD products directly from their farm to your door. Want to know what I've been using a lot of, O'Teal? This salve with the arnica uh, yeah. on my on my old bones. You get back from a show and you got tore ankle, rub a little bit of this on there. You're ready to dance the next day. And you know, S- Sunset Lake uh, comes a time listeners can visit sunsetlakecbd.com and use promo code TIME for 20% off of their purchase. That's sunsetlakecbd.com, promo code TIME. And tell them we sent you. I want to ask you about how you avoided the whole drinking and drug thing. Is this yeah. a generational thing or was it because you like weren't on the road per se or how did that happen? Cause like everybody that I've been on the road with, well, not everybody obviously, but sure. Lots, you know. lots. Yeah. No and your doubt. mental health well, isn't good when you're doing that, you know? No. Well, I don't know from, from the get go, none of that, like, like as like, a younger teenage, like 13, 14, 15, like just that was sort of like the polar opposite of what I wanted to be into. I was so into music and into live music. I know that sounds like it would pair extremely well with all those things. And it does for tons of people, of course, but I don't know, for me, it was just not, I so didn't want to be that girl. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be the girl who's like, oh, here she is always drunk on the shit. Like, you know what I mean? I was there. I'm telling you, you, I like, 
I really just wanted to watch you, Derek and Warren, like play off of each other. I wanted to see, you know, I got sort of brought into the the fish world in a very um, unorthodox kind of way, you know, where I was friends with like Trey's kids and was brought into this thing. And, and honestly, that was a huge thing for me because in 2009, you know, I'm in ninth grade, I get brought to my first fish show, like totally backstage and the whole nine and, and seeing all of this. And that's right when Trey got sober and it was like this rebirth of the band in these very like defined terms where backstage was me and the kids. Like it wasn't a party. It wasn't anything. And they, you know, a very stringent tour manager who was sort of like the gaze of like the law, you know, if you ask anyone to buy you a drink, if you even go near a drink, (laughs) Brooklyn ball all over again. Yeah. Like before Brooklyn Bowl, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was no, just I know. Like, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but but really, like this was a real yeah. thing for me, you know. And 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 you know, I didn't know anything about fish going in. I was like, your dad plays in a band, cool. Like, wow, okay, oh, wow, great. No clue. And then I, it resonated with me on such a high frequency from moment one. You know, like I got taken to like the last night of Jones Beach in 2009, and then the next week they took me to Bonnaroo, which was just like. It was me in the practice room, me and Isaac, you know, who I mentioned from going upstate and the the pandemic and all that. Me, Isaac and his brother, Nathan and, and, and Trey's kids, like in this practice room, watching fish rehearse with Bruce Springsteen. It was just us. And we were watching them play Mustang Sally and Glory Days and Proud Mary. And I was like, this is literally the coolest thing that I've ever seen in my life. And I, and I'm 15, you know? It it blew me apart, you know, and I, everything. And I was just so grateful to be there. And that was such a happy accident of my life that I was going to chase forever after. And I didn't know what that meant. Because, of course, I played music. But again, like, was I good? I, I didn't care if I was the ticket taker, taking out the garbage at the festival, like whatever it meant that I could be around that sort of frequency is what I wanted. Yeah. So that being so precious to me made me not want to be a liability, made me not want to do anything that would, you know, how did that make work? me that guy. That's incredible. How did that how work, did that with, work? Uh, with other people, though? Because not everybody's the same. Like the, the people you were playing with and or your age, I'm assuming, were they sure. kind of on the same track? Some, some were and some won't. Some, some weren't, you know? Yeah. And, and in my immediate, like, little... I had this posse basically that actually ended up being a band called youth posse. Um, and the four of us didn't drink or do drugs. Like for like, that was, we, we, we were obsessed yeah. with live music support and very like, you know, that was just, that was, yeah. You found your we family. Were definitely not on that. That was my, and then of course, like we grew up a little bit and like yeah. some of us, you know, did a little of this, a little of that, but like nothing, nothing bad or crazy at all. Like, you know, yeah. like I didn't have yeah. a drink till I turned 20 and I was like, Oh, wow. cool. I drink, you know, and I'm not saying like, you know, I, I enjoy a little tequila here and there, but that's yeah. really about it. And you know, I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't even had a drink since September, you know, yeah. <laughs> and not oh, for fantastic. any, whatever you know well, and look who's headlining of, I, I brooklyn like, bowl you know i mean it, it translates you, know? you 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 got lost in your work and it's a good thing that's it's in, it's phenomenal well, even just talking to you like you're you know you're you are the frequency happy you're present <laughs> you're you know like the, all that stuff is so much better not to just like drag yourself through the sewer just to get back to being 
this. You're just like, why don't we just stay here? You know, dude, you can't get addicted to what you don't try. Let me tell you, it's a great, it's a great thing. And uh, that's amazing. And that's, yeah. That's, there, yeah. That's sort that's of the what math, I wish people you know? understood about that old story, that first story in the Bible about eating from the tree of knowledge. It's not like, oh, you should always be stupid and in the dark. It's like, you can't get addicted to what you haven't tried yet. Why don't you just wait a little while till you, yeah. you know, till you're a little, you know. Oh my God. Yeah. And by the way, this all, this comes with zero judgment and, and yeah, like you say, absolutely. like, and, and I come, you know, now I play with, you know, people who are just so high all the time, you know, and that's, <laughs> and that's awesome. I'm so about that, you know, and people are, whatever your thing is except yeah. for a couple things or you, you probably shouldn't do that at all but you know yeah. you probably shouldn't do that at all but besides that besides you know, those I things am, whatever is your sh like you know to me it's and it's true like you know i'm i'm fucking cuckoo for cocoa puffs just this is 11 in the morning i'm good to go you know what i mean like i need nothing nothing to make me more out there and open i'm good you know what would it even look like i love oh you know what i do love espresso wow love hey, that's is. a drug that's a drug and it's my favorite one yeah. pal it is my favorite <laughs> no one. everybody that's what i say i'm like not judging you know i got i i do my little vape pen i don't drink coffee totally. I, I have a margarita tequila yeah. it's the I'm only great. thing that i don't have a hangover from anymore mm. sure. i was like the tequila, you just same. do the high like do the good stuff yeah. And I was, and I try. I was like, okay, you know, we do the half a beer thing. I try not to drink, but then the kids, four, four and a, seven, it's like half a beer is going wild. down. I had a realization at one point at a concert where it was like, when I'm like running to get a beer, or you got to get two because you're spilling half a one on the way to get back to the seat, and then why do you want to like go get another one after this one, and then you got to piss halfway through the next song, and I, I realized, I was like, this is like I'm doing drunk cardio. Like, this is silly. Like, I'm standing in like a two-by-two two space, shaking and dancing and moving, but I'm cocked, and it's like, what the hell is the point? Like, this is, I'm like putting it in, sweating it and pissing it out. And it's making me miss half the concert. You know what I mean? And right. it was like, that's when it started to like, for me kind of to click in. It was like, eh, a beer before the show. Fine. Whatever. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, sure. but you know, yeah, it's, it's like, I remember people, why I'm like, here yeah. in the first place, you know, you see people right. so hammered and I'm like, you just yeah. missed the show. You just paid to forget. So I guess, <laughs> you could have, you could have paid so much less money and got hammered at home. Couch tour. And when you yeah. passed out, you didn't hit the concrete. <laughs> you just were like hit your couch or your bed. Like you would have huh? avoided a world of pain. A world of pain. A whole yeah. like you didn't have to pay for parking. You didn't yeah, have to blacking out in an Uber later. What a thing. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, you know everything in moderation. You know every it's all good, man. It is all good. Like I love we love Casamigos, the the George Clooney tequila. That, that's what that's I do. That's all I'm just like. Oh. And if we're celebrating also. after a show, you know, like, yeah, let's, you yeah. know, I'm all like, you know, on occasion, totally into it. It's not an every night thing for me. It yeah. is for my band. Like, and I think that's yeah. fucking awesome. I'm so about it. Whatever, whatever. If I'm going to celebrate after the gig. It's food. Oh, that's my yeah. celebration. Let's talk. Loves. Let's yeah. talk. Sushi or oh. like, cause that, that's my big thing now is like, don't eat after the gig. I had to lose weight. I mean, it was just like, so you know, sorry. I joined the Almond Brothers when everybody was fat. 
(laughs) (laughs) except for Dickie. But I mean, you know, it was just like, and you get around them and you're just like, you know, I'm not gaining weight. And and finally it was just like, oh, this is bad. So it's like, don't eat. If it's 11, it's too late. Just go to bed. Oh, man. So Dude, now, but every, if we're going to celebrate, I will, <laughs> it'll be food, not booze or drugs. It'll be like, okay, let's have some sushi or Love whatever, that. you know. Oh, my <laughs> kryptonite, my anybody who tours with me at any of these, like that I am eating after the gig, crazy carbs, pizza, whatever the fuck it, like that's, that was my vice, that. I, and You're I young, know but uh, you yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I feel that. I feel. I also I have a crazy <laughs> meta- my metabolism is like messed up. I can't. I literally wish I could gain a little weight and be great. Like I'm just that putting it in. That used to be me. Uh, well, yeah, give it time. I hope Karina. I'm not jinxing myself. I hope I'm not jinxing myself. But <laughs> you never know. You never know. Who's to say? But to me, that like if you eat after the gig, and I like. I remember like doing like a tour bus tour with Marco in 2017, which like we don't usually like we're usually in a sprinter, but this is like. We're in a bus doing the thing. I'm just, you know, scheming where I can get like, you know, four pizza pies delivered like right after so that because it would put me down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would eat yeah. and then I'd be able to pass out eventually. Yeah. But otherwise, I would just be like up all night, like so hyped on life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, you know, the carbs put me right down. I was like, this isn't the healthiest thing. This is good for you. But <laughs> do Did I really you- care? It's okay. It's all right. Anyway, Did you yeah. see a lot of the world when you were a kid with your parents? Like you said, they traveled to other countries. Did you go with them? Yeah, totally. Well, we spent, we would spend close to a month in France every summer. My, my mom's Ooh. from Belgium. My mom's oh, wow. from Belgium. Her, my mom's two parents were like full on Holocaust survivors, like in the Holocaust for real, my two yeah. grandparents. And they are Polish Jews and were on a train to their death right and then the americans liberated the train like stopped the train freed the jews and it just happened to be in the belgian countryside and they fled shit and then they went and for you know they they made a life for themselves in belgium you know where they had my mom and her brother my uncle mark what's up uncle mark and uh (laughs) and they lived there until my mom was 14 and then they moved from there to toronto and, you know, my mom had her unsuccessful life as a North American teenager there. She was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> and then uh, anyway, so we're, you know, I'm, I'm ostensibly French and my dad too, my dad's family, he has uh, Tante Reine, you know, Aunt Irene, who lived in the French countryside. And my dad's from Princeton, but my dad's dad, also a Polish Jew, like, crazy inventor like invented random access memory of a computer like he has like 108 u.s patents like that are under his belt and whatnot like einstein used to hang out at my dad's place like crazy brainiac shit you know and then (laughs) my dad is a grad student um you know my dad's a philosopher for the record and teaches at columbia and my mom's the head of the french department at columbia so like talk to him yeah. Oh, he's super interesting. He's the coolest, most. They, I have the coolest parents. They're they're so incredible. But that's like, why you, you know, don't drink, into, I think. Well, because no, just because dad. you were around. <laughs> no, no, no. The reason why I'm asking is because it's like yeah. When, and, there, and 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 not to cut you off, but I want to ask you this: yeah. when you see kids that kind of grew up sort of not exposed to like culture and exposed to sure. love and exposed to experience and all the like 
you kind of almost have to go seek it yourself and you kind of have to maybe step in some potholes along the way, whether it's drinking or cigarettes or, you know, stealing or whatever, you know, and it's like, it kind of, you growing up in New York, but like, Hey, let's go to France for a month. Let's go to this for a month. You like, are like, wow, life is fucking incredible. I don't need a substance to make it that way. You know, like I kind of wonder if that had something to do with it, you know? Well, and, and not to get all, you know, metaphysical or or anything on you but like you know it's not metaphysical but just like sort of you know the the biggest gift i ever had was was stability and love from my parents which i still have my parents i was yeah. born in the apartment they still live in they've had the same jobs for 40 years they are the beacon of stability they've never yeah. bought or sold anything of of extreme value in my entire life you know what i mean it's been incredibly mm. measured measured my whole life and i felt that and i felt grounded so much so that i've never had to search for this other thing you yeah. know what i mean like i yeah. felt loved and, and i'm an only child it's just me and they had me really late my mom was 43 when she had me straight uh, up like you know and and i'm just like and they yeah. waited until they could they waited yeah. until they had mm-hmm. it together enough to have the two bedroom apartment that they still live in, you know, then, yeah. and like could have a kid in the city the way yeah. they wanted to, you know, and they worked That's and they fast. worked and they worked and they figured it out. And, you know, my mom, again, coming from Europe and then, you know, this like roadblock, not this pit stop in Toronto. And then yeah. her knowing that New York was the place for her. And I, w- I won't even bore you with the story, but like, you know, the way in which she fought, fought, fought for the job that, she has still to this day and of course she she started just teaching and now she's like the chair of the department and and whatever but she still she teaches four days a week and whatever like you know what new york city means to my parents i it means to me too you know and and all those things but yes i went to europe every summer like with my parents just because my dad as a grad student went he's very involved in french philosophy so like they're like there's a dude foucault lacan and deleuze he knew all of them and he went to Europe to work with them, you know, and was like this grad student (laughs) traveling around the French countryside with Jacques Lacan, like, you know, observing (laughs) people in like mental hospital, like all these like crazy things. And my dad was writing it all up and working and very (laughs) ensconced in this culture of these French thinkers, you know? So my dad has all these friends over there from that era, you know? And so of course, Tanti Ren, like I mentioned, like Aunt Irene, she lived there. So we'd go and just all of these people from like literally, you know, French, whatever in the, in the seventies, those are my dad's people, you know? So we would go oh, yeah. and just hang out. And then I would be like, I'm the only kid here. What the fuck is this? Where are you? <laughs> you know, I'd have to like, you know, hobnob with the French intellectuals every summer, which was awesome and Not great. Bad. But then when I turned 13, you, you see it coincides with the guitar thing. I turned 13 and, uh, and I said, guys, like, so grateful. I went every summer from five to thirteen. That was that was like a month of my summer. I'm like, because like, great, kinda. but <laughs> I said that's what I said. I was like, could you, could I stay? I want to stay in New York for the summer. And they were like, oh yeah, sure, no, you got it. And they like, they left me the keys. They left you the keys. Themselves. Yeah, and I thirteen and I years old with my friends. You know, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, I think thirteen was my last summer. So like fourteen. I think that was it. And all I want to do was play music with my friends. You know what I mean? It was yeah, just like, you yeah. guys go, I'll stay. Like, 
I'm thinking, it's am I going to be able to leave Nigel and Kavi here at 13 and just go to Europe? <laughs> I hope so. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep hope alive because they sure. obviously knew you weren't drinking and doing drugs. They were like, "She's not. That's not her jam." I would love to be able to know God. that so deep that me and Jess sure. could just leave for Europe. Totally. <laughs> that would, Your parents you are. Amazing. I'm gonna visualize that. <laughs> Speak truth to power. Speak truth to power. Hey man, no. we we get metaphysical here. That's our jam. <laughs> That's I like that. I do too. I do too. It's all good. It is all good. Well, you know, at some point, I want to have you on that note, not to interrupt, but if you, because I know we don't want to keep you too long either, but I'm chilling guys. I'm chilling. We just started, (laughs) uh, I just came up this new segment called dream time and I just recorded the first episode. So any metaphysical experiences that you have had even recently, because I have some super recent ones synchronicities or anything you know let us know about come back on talk about it or record a a short segment for it or record a little video and be like hey man this really crazy thing happened and uh so here's the story because uh i want to do a whole part of the podcast dedicated to that or the patreon or something where or just that's so cool youtube channel yeah because man well, we're finding that a that. lot of these things are happening and they're like the people who it's not like we're putting out an ad that says like, hey, had any crazy shit happen recently that, you know, transcends reality? Like hit us up at whatever. Like we're finding they're finding yeah. us. We're finding them without yeah. even bringing it up. It just seems to like just arise to the to the conversation. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, you too. Like you're also yeah. having wild shit happen right now. And it's whether it's the world or whatever and it, it just where we're at it's just insane the things that are kind of like actually it's the most sane not insane but it's like <laughs> you know like some of the stuff that that yeah we're encountering is just like god damn like, i figure gotta, if so you're in. on the podcast that you're already dialed into the well, frequency you, so Karina it's probably is the frequency. happened to you that's the, that's you, yeah you are the frequency dude like I'm you've had it all the time all you fucking are crazy man. man it's crazy i got shit to tell you i got crazy <laughs> shit it's all the shit you can't see with your eyes man i got you i got it i it all, all bullshit aside i'll tell you all yeah. about it yep yep it I'll is all let's go i'm listening it. I'm listening. Yeah, we need it now too because with everything like deconstructing and crumbling and exploding and imploding, it's like it's like that truck that almost hit us. You know, it's like it's dicey out here, and I feel like your intuition has to be like really sharp. You know, this guy said something. We're actually going to have him on the podcast, I think, tomorrow. He said, think about it. Your whole nervous system is just all these strands that conduct electricity. You know, he's like, you're a huge antenna. Yeah. And of course, you're, of course, we're psychic. You read a crowd, Mike, or you walk into some place and you're like, that's a bad feeling. Mm. Something bad really happened here. That guy's feeling dark right now or this person's attracted to me or what, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. Absolutely. We're psychic all the time. Like what are you talking about? Oh, and we're exchanging <laughs> energy and reading the room and all of those things and reading people and oh, this person's not, you know, they're, they're vibrating in a way that just isn't the math yeah. for me right now. You know what I mean? And then, oh, but this person is and whatever, you know, all those things. No, I, I definitely feel that. 
I definitely and, feel and, that. and growing up in New York, it's like you've been growing up Ooh. in a power plant. You know what I mean? Like you literally have every energy. And some of the folks that are crazy, right? Karina, New York crazy are just on another, like they're, they're just, they're visiting from another planet. They just happen to not fit into the mold. Some folks in New York that I've heard, like I'll walk by someone and they'll say something and it's like, how did you fit so much logic in a sentence to no one? You're talking to a car that's parked. <laughs> You have sneakers on oh your hands. Oh my god! Like, Dude, how is it somehow you're the most brilliant thing in this block, and we're at like near a museum of modern art, and you're somehow, you know what I mean? It's like there's lightning oh, rods 100%. all over New York that are just dressed like people. Definitely, and in that, and in those cases in particular, I always think about just how easy it is to to you know fall off the map and like not assimilate because you know we're in all these structures and societal pressures to be just like this. Mm. And we're not just like this. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not. It's a miracle. I stayed so straight and narrow and like did the school thing and did the college thing and whatever. But like, do you know how easy it is to have one little thing in you that allows you to not do that or what, or, or, you know, allows you to not sit in a chair and you know, whatever it may be and not retain what your teachers are telling you and then say, ah, you know, and then get angry, but whatever it is, like all those people, you know? Well, and also, I really, I feel that. And, and, and one, like, like the thing that is incredible about talking to you is that you are young enough to energetically embody what you know you experienced in stability and love from your parents and from your upbringing. Now imagine if one of those things didn't hit that throws your trail off on a different path. Not that it would have been good or bad or different. Who knows? But but different. It's different. Yeah. So we're all, we're, we're all like the, we're all the path that we kind of have been given to, 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 to travel. And sometimes it's like, wow, I got to go blaze my own, you know, but it's, it's interesting. Like, just like what you said, it's so amazing to think about. I've seen two people like they could be the richest, richest, richest people. And it just don't matter, man. That thing that you're talking about, Karina, if it gets you, it gets you. And you see, I, I think a lot of this probably for you, and it, we're obviously we're all very lucky, but when you come out of a, uh, when you have family, it comes out of a situation like the Holocaust and having to escape, and the, the narrow escaped. They narrow. liberated that train. You know, what about all the other yeah. trains, right? So then you think, you know, it's, your perspective is different. I'm sorry. Your perspective is different. You'd be like, you, you yeah. have a level of gratitude for just, I used to be able, I used to say, wow, boring is great. Because all the drama that was going on, I was like, oh, I wish I was bored. I wish internally I was, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be bored. I'm not dumb, so I'm not going to be bored. But just... <laughs> everything yeah. uh, not a holocaust not a war not a you know storming the yeah. capital like not the yeah. a coup like can we just have a boring day we're so blessed to have oh, just totally. like, stability yeah. and you grew up in people knowing the value of that and you know even waiting to have you to make sure that this could be like that's incredible cool for you that's 100 and look at the results Ta-da! yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
the frequency. I is what I Karina, is. Karina, the is frequency, Reichman. That's beautiful. It's a thing. I'm so lucky, you know, and and I think because of because of that, you know, like you know, it's kind of just ingrained stability. Like that's why live music appealed to me. You know what I mean? I was like, this is exciting. This isn't intellectualism that that is like you know which is i'm so i'm all about all of that and like yeah. it's all good but like you know i wasn't going to be a professor you know what i mean like that didn't or whatever like everyone in my family is a professor like they're all if you like you know whatever i'm like that's i wanted to you know this sort of the yeah. magic of, of the musical thing that you guys know you know what i mean like that yeah. appealed to me because i have this like foundational calm you know what i mean this mm. foundational Thing. Yeah, the balance of the scale was like punk band. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was like, sounds right. It sounds right. <laughs> Yin Yang, foundational, right? Like, foundational yeah. calm is such a such an interesting thing to think about. Like, yeah, yeah, that's really huge. Like, foundation. How much of the world is foundationally uncalm or unstable or tumultuous? No matter from richest to poorest, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter un- at all. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. The wow. suicides exactly. will happen yeah. equally. And the, and the and the and the miracles will happen equally. 100%, Foundational calm. 100%. I love Foundational that. calm. You like that, right? I totally well, do. Can that be that. our band? Can that be? It? We'll do a. Uh, we'll do a. Uh, yes. I'll 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 hum. I'll go. Hmm. We're, we start with ballads. Ballads. <laughs> we just do a ten-minute crying solo. Just drones. Yeah, just drones, dude. Let's just drone. You and me, we Karina. can drone. I oh, want to rip a type fuck. five though. Let's rip a type like a you tight drone five. and I rip a type five. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. the mic. And I'll light yeah. you and we'll go. That'll be what's great. What's going on? Hey, how we doing out there? Anybody celebrating anything? <laughs> Western Connecticut. So good to see you tonight. You Represent. guys look great. You look great. <laughs> oh, you look great. Karina, you're amazing. <clears throat> you are. You're, really, really you're amazing. amazing. Beautiful energy. Beautiful. It's so, so nice to show. Can I tell? Can I tell you one more story about the Allen Brothers? Because this is sure. so good, and I've been waiting. Yeah. To, I've just been. It's not even. Oh, Otil, I'm so glad you're on the line. This is great. This is like my childhood. You know, just like this is this is great. Okay. The beautiful so, part is I don't feel old either. I never felt old. You have like a I'm magic. Trying not to make you feel no, old. No, that's beautiful. Oh, so listen, I'm in ninth or tenth grade, right? I've just seen all ten nights lying cheating and stealing my way there <laughs> terrible just terrible anyway it's all great it's all great and it's all worth it i'm i'm tired you know because i'm at school every day 8 30 in the morning and uh in my school you know new york right nine stories nine floors you have to walk up and down that shit every day no elevators oh well here's the story you're you can only get elevator privileges when you're a senior right Guess who doesn't care about that? Your girl. So, your girl, <laughs> I am, that is a law that I am consistently defying, you know, uh, and, yeah. and people are not too happy about it, right? So, I've just seen 10 at the almonds. I'm tired. I'm wearing like a government mule, like tie dye. Like, I'm just <laughs> not having it, you know? So, I get on the elevator for my, you know, class on the seventh floor that morning. And then, boom, I got really good grades. Good grades, A's, except for this one class, chemistry, taught by a woman named Kim. Not a very nice woman. Didn't like me at all. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. They don't all have to like me. She didn't. It's all good. But I get off and elevator doors open and it's Kim, very upset. And she's like, Karina, choose me out. 
Who do you think you are? Why do you think the rules don't apply to you? This is the fourth time this week I've caught you on the elevator. One more time I'm writing you up. That's going to lead to suspect, like, you know, getting really not having it. And I am just taking it and taking it. And, you know, she's at this moment holding the elevator door open, right? And just berating me, berating me. And then your girl snapped. And I just said, Kim, give me a break. I'm exhausted. I just saw 10 nights of the fucking Almond Brothers, man. And then she lets go. She like, beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, you know, and couldn't. And then let's go to the thing. And it's just like, <laughs> elevator door is closed. And that was it. And I thought, you know, I was like, wow, that was probably the most ballsy shit I ever did. So anyway, I just wanted to tell you. Kim said, tell you. Kim said, what are you going to do Kim with your like, life? And Karina said, I want to rock. <laughs> Give me a break, man. I'm exhausted. I just saw 10 nights of the fucking Almond Brothers, man. I'm 15. Amazing. Like, what? You know, nobody you else crash. in my grade even knows who that is. Like, what? It's so, like, Love. not in the wow. realm. You just crashed her hard drive. She's just like, <laughs> boop, boop. Okay. Amazing. I love it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I was a part of any small way of that. <laughs> you, you were a part in huge ways, dude. Huge, I can't even tell you what it all meant to me at the time and still means to me. And just like, you know, having it to study and you and and just the guitar interplay and what you were doing. It really like and I don't play like you at all. And I never could. How could I? But, no, but I that's learned the whole so thing. many it's lessons just... from you, man. Oh, it really means you. the world. Seriously. Thank you I for doing it. You did. You're doing it such great justice. I remember seeing this interview with Garcia, and he he said this thing that I've heard as a refrain, where he characterized him and the Grateful Dead as pathologically anti-authoritarian. And I was like, that's why I'm in this band. Mm. I was like, it makes perfect sense now. That one thing, you know? And so it's so beautiful. Like The way you've lived your life is almost like, going against the grain of the whole drugs and the the whole it's like you're rebelling against that mm. although it's, a, it's not right. really rebelling i mean you just naturally feel it but the sticking to i don't know i love it i've just i i find it to be exquisitely uh yeah um, balanced or just the yin yang you know i just love it i love it. thank you hearing that i even you know have a part in that in your story that much is really beautiful. And I, oh. I can't wait to see your band now because now I, I know what it's going to feel like. I'm like, mm. yeah, she's, <laughs> she's ready to go. Like, I'm ready. Every, I'm sure everybody's like, we're I think ready. I have a new favorite episode. Yeah. This is fantastic, oh, man. You guys, yeah. you guys. I'm so glad you would have me. You're the oh. best. We could chop it up for hours. We got we, it. And we will. Out. We've got nothing but Dude. time, friend. We're just getting started. That's right. Let's go. Let's go. So, Karina, Karina, tell, tell everybody <laughs> real quick. Tell everybody, because we're going to put this out before your big gig at the at the bowl. So tell everybody about Brooklyn Bowl and where they can get tickets and find you and all that fun stuff. Yes, yes, you guys. That's awesome. Guys, hi. Karina here. How's it going? <laughs> I'm playing the Brooklyn Bowl on Thursday, February 24th. It's going to be a regular old jamboree, whatever that means to you. But no, we will be uh, having a wonderful time. And uh, it would mean a lot if you came. It would be really 
It would be great for me. Let me tell you, I think it'd be great <laughs> for you too, but uh, you can get tickets to all of these upcoming shows that we were talking about uh, at com slash tour. And I hope to see you there. And thanks for putting it out before, uh, before the gig guys, before the big gig. It means a lot. Our pleasure. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so Always fun. rooting I'm for so you, glad. buddy. Oh, Always you're rooting so for you. You're the best. I love you guys. Oh, Thank you. Thanks best. for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Megan Rinks. And I'm Melissa D. Motts. And like every other person with access to a microphone, we started a podcast. On Mondays, we release Don't Blame Me, which is an advice podcast where listeners call in and we share our thoughts on situations such as what to do if you're going to your boyfriend's family function and you haven't told him that you previously slept with both as twin brothers. Then on Thursdays, we release our podcast, But Am I Wrong?, where we ethically gossip about pop culture, politics, our lives, and your lives. Listeners write in and we tell them if they're wrong or right in a situation. Are you the hero or the villain? On Tuesdays and Fridays, we throw in a little something extra as well. Well, something, something. We strive to create a community grounded in activism, mental health, and inclusivity. Think of us as like your blunt, honest friends who give you advice that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. But we're also always rooting for your success. What we lack in credentials, we make up for in... Opinions. We do that in every episode, too. (laughs) (laughs) We're professional unprofessionals, so if you're looking for a new slate of podcasts to add to your routine, we're here for you. ACAST recommends. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.